Welcome to Interviews with Innocence, a podcast about children, spirituality, and consciousness. I am your host, Marla Hughes. I believe that our very young children are our greatest teachers. After all, they are the masters of living in the present moment, bubbling with unconditional love, enjoying the messiness of life, and curious about the universe in all its dimensions. Each week, I will be interviewing authors, philosophers, spiritual teachers, doctors, and many more about the wisdom children bring into this world and how we can transform our lives with this knowledge. Today, during this beautiful holiday season, I wanted to have a little tribute to Dr. Wayne Dyer. Wayne and Dee Garns published a book, Memories of Heaven, quite a few years ago, and is a compilation of stories of what the very young have said. I'd like to start with what Wayne said. I love to ask little toddlers who are only beginning to communicate with language to tell me what they remember about their experiences before coming here for this earthly incarnation. In fact, this entire book was created because my co-author, Dee Garns, engaged in such a conversation with her little boy, Marcus, who is just learning how to communicate with single words. Here's a little bit about Dee's experience. As I was gazing at my little boy, I was thinking to myself, somehow I made this little boy all his physical parts, but where did he come from? How did he develop this consciousness? Anyone who has been around babies and children will agree that their presence here is beyond mysterious. Without even thinking, I blurted out with awe, where did you come from? I wasn't expecting an answer. Marcus only knew a few words. To my surprise, he dropped his fork, looked up, and raised both of his arms to the sky. Wow. That prompted the next question, which Wayne had inspired me to ask, what is God like? Marcus looks directly into my eyes, and so simply and casually, in his sweet, angelic voice, said, light. At this moment, I understood that the little boy sitting next to me and the teeny baby in my belly were so much more than just their small bodies. They had souls that contained wisdom from beyond this earthly realm, which was far beyond my comprehension. If we just listen, I realized they have so much to teach us all. So I'd like to share with you a few of the stories that are in this book. Wayne and Dee decided to send out an invitation all over the world to ask others to share what their young toddlers had said. And these are some of the beautiful, beautiful stories. And before I start, I want to say one thing that, another thing that Wayne said. As you read these stories, I encourage you to practice something that I learned from a 10th century scholar in India named Tilopa. His advice was to have a mind that is open to everything and attached to nothing. Allow yourself to turn in peace to the memory of God, which is possibly still shining in your own quiet mind. So this is something about Memories of Heaven by Maureen. Years ago, when my three girls were little, I put the two youngest ones to bed, telling them to lie there quietly and go to sleep. Molly was five years old, and Caroline was not yet two at the time. More than an hour after I'd put them to bed, I heard giggling and talking from the bedroom, so I made my way back to the back of the house to admonish them for not going to sleep. As I approached the bedroom, I stopped short, 
when I heard Molly ask Caroline if she still remembered what it was like before she was born. Yes, replied Caroline. I remember picking Mommy, Daddy, Liana, and you. I could see you from up there. And I saw Grandma and Grandpa, too. They were smiling. I seed everything. Oh, yeah, said Molly slowly. Caroline, I'm starting to forget. I know. Both remained oddly quiet and still for several minutes after this until Molly began making faces and acting silly as she often did when trying to get her little sister to laugh and play. (laughs) Another one from Susan in Australia. When my son was five, he broke his arm trying to fly off the top of his brother's cot. I walked into the room to find Joseph crying, so I brought him up onto my knee for a cuddle and asked, what's wrong? He just looked at me with wide eyes and asked, Mom, when am I going to get my wings back? When I told him that as a human, he wouldn't have wings, but could fly kites and planes and so on, he burst into tears and wailed, I want them right now. All I could do was hug him. Then he gulped, stopped crying suddenly, looked straight in my eyes and said, that's okay, Mom. I remember God told me I could have them when I returned from this assignment. Then there's my granddaughter, Phoebe. She was four when my mother died, and everyone had tried to explain to her why I was sad. She climbed on my lap and asked, where's Soup Banana? I told her that my mother had gone, died, and gone to heaven. Phoebe said, so is she is with God and the angels, I replied. Yes. She thought about it for a while and then climbed down stood in front of me with her hands on her hips and asked one final question. So why are you still sad? Even now, when the grief occasionally arises, I hear this question in my granddaughter's logic, and I'm immediately filled with joy. A few days later, she again climbed on my lap. I'm happy you're not so sad now, Nana Sue, she said, because you know, even as we talk, Super Nana might be getting ready to come back as a baby. You know they call it a big word that starts with an R. I said, reincarnation? She replied, that's right. That's what God said. Another story from Trina. I had just returned from a weekend retreat in which I was totally immersed in spirit when my four-year-old grandson climbed up on my lap. Snuggling as close as he could, he looked me in the eyes and very seriously said, I'm forgetting how to fly. It was a profound moment in my life, and I've never forgotten it. My grandson taught me the truth of where we come from and who we are within. This truth is so easily forgotten in the business of living on this planet. Consistent meditation and prayer time help me remember how to fly. A story from Amy Elizabeth. My mother had two miscarriages before my sister was born. When my sister was three, she told mom that she could remember playing with her other two sisters in heaven and was sad she couldn't play with them on earth as they were good fun. She also told mom that they are really happy up there. From Janice, my mother's identical twin sister, Faye, had died when they were 23 years old. They were best friends, of course. They had leaned on each other even more than regular identical twins because of their very difficult childhood. My daughter, Julia, was a very chatty toddler, as many little girls are. One day, my mom asked her if she knew who Faye was. Julia replied, yes, I was swinging with her in the class before I came. 
we were picking out my family and wearing pretty white dresses. No one had told Julia about Faye because she was only a baby. How could she possibly understand? Here is another beautiful story about choosing parents. One night, I was sitting on my couch rocking my colicky infant son, PJ, with my three-year-old daughter, Angelica, next to me. I was getting a little frustrated with PJ because he never slept. My daughter said, Mom, you need to be patient with us because we picked you in heaven. She went on to explain that she sat up in heaven and decided with God whom she should pick as a mom and dad. She waited until she could pick the perfect ones. When she saw her dad and me, she told God that she was ready to go. Angelica said that her brother had done the same thing, so I needed to be patient with him. Wow, everything I did as a parent and as a person changed at that moment. As a profession, I teach multiple handicapped students, and I realize that patience and tolerance and kindness are the most important gifts that I can give while I am on this earth. Another beautiful story from Jana. I'm a teacher of special needs kids. One of the children was able to recall being born, conversations between the midwife and his mother during birth, the noises his mother made, the names of those in the room during his birth, and so on. Finding that interesting, when I got home that night, I asked my son if he himself remembered being born. What follows is our conversation on the subject. Me. Hey, Kaylin, do you remember being born like when you came out of my tummy in the hospital? Kaylin. Um, no, but I do remember just after when you were holding me, I was very happy and I smiled. Me. Why were you so happy? Kaylin. Because you were the one that I picked. Me. What do you mean the one that I picked? Kaylin. Well, you know, like when you're in heaven and you're picking out who you want to be your mommy? Me, very surprised and taken aback. No, honey, I don't, but please tell me what you remember. Kaylin, well, you were the mommy I picked, and that made me happy. Me, why did you pick me? Kaylin, because I knew you were going to be nice and help me. I didn't have nice moms very much many times, and oh, you were funny. Me, trying to choke back tears. Oh, that is so nice. I'm glad you picked me. Kaylin. Yeah, but you're not as funny as I thought you'd be. Me, after stifling a bit of laughter and the feelings of being a wee bit insulted. How did you know that I would be a good mom and help you? Kaylin, because you had a high number above your head. Me, what do you mean a high number? Kaylin, you had a big number, like floating above your head. If the number was the biggest of the other ones, then I knew that would be the best mom to pick. Me, still not quite understanding. Well, what am I supposed to help you with? What are you supposed to learn? Kaylin, I already know lots of things. I just can't remember them. Me, but what is mommy supposed to help you with? What do you think you're here in this life to learn? Kaylin, oh, to be nice and love people. A story from Chris. I have two children, a boy named Lucas, who is eight, and a daughter named Sarah, who is four. When Lucas was four and a half, he had a hard time sleeping. As an exhausted pregnant woman whose husband works until midnight, I had to make the decision to let Lucas sleep with me one evening. While we were lying in bed and my son placed his hand on my stomach, he said, Do you know how long I've waited for you to be my mom? I replied, No, how long? 
He said, a long, long time. I picked you to be my mom because I love you so much. Lucas repeatedly went back to the point of how long the wait was. From Robert. At the age of five, my son announced out of the blue that he had chosen my wife and me to be his parents. Intrigued, my wife asked, how have you done this? He matter-of-factly stated that while he was in heaven, before he was born, he had been allowed to go through one door to pick his parents and through another door to select his brothers and sisters. We were not churchgoers and have no knowledge of his having obtained this idea from any external source. So a couple of stories about memories of spiritual connections. This is from Linda. When my granddaughter was seven, I poured her a bowl of Rice Krispies. I was thinking about the snap, crackle, pop we all grew up with and said, listen, when we pour the milk, what do you hear? She put her little head down into the bowl and said, they're saying to meet Christopher. Christopher was her precious 18-year-old uncle who was killed in an auto accident when he was five. They were kindred spirits. They are saying to meet Christopher at the Life Bridge. I was stunned. Life Bridge is not a term I had ever used with her. When are you supposed to meet Christopher at the Life Bridge? She replied, when I am 30. She is now 14 and has been telling us about spirit since she was 18 months old. Just a few more. This is from Amy. My father passed away in 2007 after a five-year battle with cancer. He and I had always been very close, even after my parents' divorce, when I moved with my mother to a different state at the age of seven. He liked to say that he knew we were soulmates the day I was born. About a month after Dad died, I took my two-and-a-half-year-old, Alexis, to the beach. Usually, she enjoyed making pizza in the sand, but on this day, she announced, Mama, I want to make something for Papa. Okay, what do you want to make him? An owl. No, I want to make him a bridge. A bridge, I thought. That's odd. I've never heard her talk about a bridge before. I said, okay, why a bridge? Because it's okay, because everything's okay. I got chills at this point and asked, where does the bridge go? Without hesitation and with much enthusiasm, she said, it goes out to the water and up to the sky. And a story from Anne. My two-year-old is constantly talking about the people in white. Once I asked him to tell me about them, and he said they come at night a lot and watch over him. He said they are like light, and when they leave, he gets very, very sad. Wayne Dyer, throughout my life, I've always opted for the company of children over small talk from adults. Tiny newborns are so intriguing to me, and playing with little toddlers has always brought me so much joy. The great Russian novelist, Fedor Dostoevsky once said, the soul is healed by being with children. I believe this is so because children have not yet adopted a set of beliefs about who they are and what is impossible. They live from their soul and by doing so remind us adults about who we truly are as well. That is spiritual beings having temporary human experiences rather than the reverse. Here are a few stories from my daughter, Jada, shared with me in her first three and a half years of life. Mommy, did you know that the universe is in your heart? All you have to do is look in and look at it and feel it. It is right in front of you, not behind you. 
Mommy, your grandpa Al likes to watch over me at bedtime with the angels. He likes purple flowers just like me. He likes to show you purple flowers. My grandpa passed away over 20 years ago, and she never even knew his name. It blew me away. Mommy, God is energy. Angels are energy. They are bright lights in my heart and everyone's heart. I was free and used to fly. Why can't I fly here on earth? It was like clouds up in the sky everywhere and anything, everywhere and anything. Mommy, sometimes, I sometimes have not my voice in my head. It doesn't sound like me. I know it is a whisper from someone telling me to do something good. I think it might be God's voice. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you enjoy these stories as much as I have. Once again, the stories come from the book, Memories of Heaven, Children's Astonishing Recollections of the Time Before They Came to Earth. The authors are Dr. Wayne Dyer and Dee Barnes. This will also be in the show notes with a link for the book and some more information about Dr. Dyer and Dee. Also, be sure and tune in next week for a very special guest, Dr. Melvin Morse. Dr. Morse is a Johns Hopkins trained pediatrician who was really one of the first that studied young children and near-death experiences. He spent a decade studying this at Seattle's Children's Hospital. So it's going to be a very special episode. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you want to learn more about the show, you can find us at interviewswithinnocence.com and on Facebook or Instagram at Interviews with Innocence. Please write me a message. Tell me what you liked and let me know what else you would like to hear. I would love to hear from you. And if you liked what you heard, please leave us an iTunes rating and review. It helps other listeners find the show. Thank you. Thank you.